We hear in our first reading tonight about a widow in the Old Testament. This poor lady had no husband, and so she had no income of her own. And on top of all that, she had a child that she could not support, a very stressful situation. We know that she was very poor, for the reading says that she barely had enough to eat, to cook for herself. She was very vulnerable, we could say, lacking the protection of a family. And it seems that the community around her in that time was not very supportive of her needs. Imagine for a moment the level of, of stress of this poor widow in the Old Testament. The economic crisis, socially in crisis as well, relationally, the stresses of having to, you know, parent on her own. She even desired to die, says the reading today. I may cook some bread for me and for my son, and then we shall die. A clear sign of what we call now depression, not wanting to live anymore, continue with her own life. And in the midst of all this situation of depression and despair, the prophet appears. A prophet of God appears, and he appears with a revolutionary answer, a revolutionary solution for this woman. He says, what do you have to give? In that moment, you could think, give her something. Help her out. She's in need. How are you going to ask even what, you know, the, the small things that she has? But the prophet knows better. And he's convinced that this woman is not the problem, but she's part of the solution. That if she gives, she will be healed in her heart. And something similar happens in the gospel today with our blessed Lord. He is also lacking some prudence. We see how he's watching with his very eyes. A poor widow who is given all her livelihood, everything that she has. And the Lord praises her. He doesn't stop her and say, no, keep that for you and for your family. He praises you for giving it all. And this is not a young person whom the Lord has commended many times in the gospel for, you know, being generous and giving, giving it all. This is an old poor widow who has nothing else but those two cents. And the Lord commends her. Because the Lord also knows that there's a better way. That if she gives, she will be healed. The Lord shares with us an amazing secret. That being in need is not an excuse for selfishness. <laughs> being in need in this life is not an excuse for selfishness. Many times when we experience ourselves in need of any sort, we tend to be drawn in. And to think more about ourselves and to be more selfish, to take care of ourselves. The Lord wants to draw, draw us out. He says, no, <laughs> get out of yourself and you will be healed. 
Get out of yourself and your soul will be healed and your situation will be better. Give. That's the solution. What is selfishness? Selfishness is a great sickness of the soul because it doesn't allow us to do exactly what we read about last Sunday that the Lord says that is the, you know, the key, you know, the summary of all the prophets and the law. Love of God and love of neighbor. When we are selfish, we cut those two things. We are unable to love God with our whole hearts, our whole minds. We are unable to love others in the same way. So selfishness is when we put ourselves first, when the I in our lives becomes predominant in everything that we do. Especially in our thinking, in our speaking, and in our acting. We start thinking about ourselves all the time. So even in our interactions with others, we are thinking about ourselves and we are self-aware all the time. How are, are people perceiving us? What are they thinking about ourselves? And so we are thinking more about ourselves than others. In our speech, when we speak with others, leave away not being good listeners, but just speaking about ourselves, you know, always bringing the conversation back to speaking our, about our own things, the things that matter to us, our stories, the things that involve us, and our actions, you know, taking care of our own needs, doing only the things that our desires dictate. And we are usually moved by the more superficial desires, what we want to do in that moment, not the deepest ones that may draw us out of ourselves. But we are moved by those superficial desires, and that's what we do. That's selfishness. That's that sickness of the soul. When we are drawn inwards, when we put the I first, when we put ourselves first in everything that we think about, we speak about, we act on. This selfishness leads into individualism and isolation. As I was saying, it cuts us off from that love of God and love of others. And I think that that is the key, most of the times, to sadness and even depression. Not being able to put others first and God first and love and get out of ourselves And that's why the invitation of Jesus and the prophet is very challenging when we find ourselves in those situations. But, so, uh, but being in need is not an excuse for selfishness. So I'd like to share with you now four keys to being drawn out from that selfishness in our lives. The four things that the poor widow did in the gospel today. So that when you are feeling selfish, you may not be drawn in, but do what the poor widow did so that you may connect with others and with God. The first thing that she did as a key is go to the temple. This poor widow had all the excuses in the world to stay home, to just, you know, take care of herself. I don't want to see anybody. I, I just want to stay home, be myself. If I pray, I pray here. I just want to be alone. Leave me alone. She forces herself to go out and to go into the temple when Jesus sees her. 
She brings herself into the community. When we open our prayer, which is the most intimate action of your soul, your conversation with God, when we open that to others, even strangers, people that we don't know, that draws you out of yourself. That helps you to come out of that selfishness. So it's very important to come to church, to come every Sunday, to come every day if you can. Because those are the things that will draw you out of yourself. Because you start praising and worshiping with others. You start praising and worshiping with words that you wouldn't use. And so that is continually taking us out of our own selfishness. That's the first key from this widow. The second key from the poor widow is to ask yourself, who is my audience? Who is my audience? Who am I doing this for? The things that I do, who am I doing it for? Is it for myself? Is it for someone whom I experience as competition? Is it for someone that I want to earn love from? Or is it for my God? Because when you start living under the side of Jesus as this poor widow, who is the only person who saw the offering of this poor widow? Jesus and the apostles, because Jesus called that to their attention. So in the same way, when we are able to live for the glory of God only under his sight, is that we find that true joy. We start living vertical lives and not so horizontal. I understand that, you know, it's hard to have only one intention. I do everything that I do for the glory of God. It's very, very hard. But at least let us fight for that being our first intention. I do this in the first place for the glory of God. And yes, it may bring me the glory of others or, or you know, have the appreciation of our people around me. And that's okay. But in the first place, I do it under the sight of God. He is my audience. And that's what ma- all that matters. Thomas Merton, he said once, People may spend their whole lives climbing the ladder of success only to find when they reach the top, that the ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. Sometimes we fight for a success before the eyes of others our whole lives. And we never live that vertical life, the true success that comes from performing before the eyes of your God who loves you. So that's the second secret, asking yourself, You know, who is my audience? This is what feeds, you know, the the intention, a better intention in our lives for the things that we do. In the third place, give what you have with simplicity. Like this poor widow. She gave what she had with simplicity. She didn't start looking at the two coins and say, "What, what is this for the treasury? There's so many other people that can give so much more. And what, what does this even mean? For the collection. No. She gave it with simplicity. This is what I have. This is what I give. So many times we don't give ourselves or our own talents because we're not perfect. That's not the way of God. 
The way of God is start giving and your talents will be perfected. It's the other way around. Start giving in an imperfect way. Because our talents are, you know, mixed with, you know, a bad temperament or, or you know, so many things that could be mixed into our talents and strengths. Give them even if they are imperfect. And the Lord will take care of perfecting them more and more as you give. Maybe you have talents for service. Maybe your talents are more for care for, you know, few people. Maybe you have talents of, uh, you know, intelligence and you can help others in that way. Maybe you have more talents of creativity. Maybe you are a pragmatic person. You can help others in that way. Start giving yourself out. Give yourself away. And the Lord will perfect your talents as you give them out. So give yourself with simplicity. And in the fourth place, the fourth secret of the, the poor widower is that you need to let God provide for you. Let God provide for you. Like the widow in the first reading, the jar never went out. She always had, you know, all the necessary things for, for the bread and for the food that she needed. She gave to the prophet and never went without only when we start giving our talents is that we open ourselves up to receive from God all that we need. He is the source. Sometimes we might be afraid. Aren't we afraid that if we give ourselves, we might you know, grow tired or don't have for ourselves? We want to count ourselves, count how much we give in terms of our own strengths that I may not get too tired. Look at what Isaiah, Isaiah said, Isaiah 40. God gives power to the faint, abundant strength to the weak. Though young men faint and grow weary, and youths stagger and fall, they that hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on eagles' wings. They will run and not grow weary, walk and not grow faint. Those who serve the Lord never grow weary. They have an amazing strength in this world. Just look at some of the examples of Mar Teresa, John Paul II, and so many people who lived for others, and they were tireless, tireless. Ephesians, St. Paul says, the power of Christ at work within us that is able to accomplish far more that we can think or imagine. Start giving yourself and open yourself for things that you cannot even imagine that the Lord will do in you and through you. So I want to present you in this week with a challenge. A challenge that will bring us out of ourselves, out of our own selfishness, it is very concrete, I accept. This week, it's, it's a very, very concrete challenge. I invite you to do a headphone-free week, if you're willing to do this. So earplugs-free week. No headphones during the whole week as you're, you know, walking to class. You can listen to music, of course, in, in our ways. But make yourself available. You know, as you're walking to class, going from one place to the other, waiting for someone... Just 
don't use your, your earphones and you will see how you make yourself available to, to others. It is even a sign for our people. And maybe use that time, those five minutes before class, five minutes after class, the time with your, your, your group project uh, team and just talk to them. Make yourself available. Be drawn out of yourself and think of how can you put these four keys into practice this week. And I finish with this. Before Christ, we are all in need. Sometimes in the world we feel powerful. We feel that we have all these many good things. But when we come before Christ, we realize that we are all like this poor widow, that we need to extend our hands and and ask that we are in need. But I invite you today, as you come to receive Jesus in the Eucharist, his body and blood. He's going to nourish you. He's going to give you the strength that you need. That you may be able to listen to his voice that whispers in your heart. What do you have to give? What do you bring to offer? Because it's only when you start giving that I can fill your heart.